Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Reclaiming Me Podcast. I'm your host, Tania Pierce, and I am so happy to be doing this episode. First of all, I just have to say, I know it has been a while since I did an episode. It has been so much going on since the last episode that I did. Um, my auntie was recently murdered. Um, we found out August 14th. Um, She was missing, and then we found out that she was murdered. So um, I've been dealing with that, and that was really, really tough. Um, I fell into a depression, you know, grief. um, One stage of grief of grief is depression, and so I just fell into a depression, and it's been really tough, just really tough. So. I've just been trying to get back on track and get back to the podcast and just, you know, do things that I was doing before she passed. And then last week I was out of town. I went to Woman Evolved. So it's just really been a lot um, on my my mental, my emotional state, my emotional well-being. Um, I was just really not in a good place after my auntie passed. Um, just the way that it happened. Um, I was angry and it's crazy because the last episode I did was about anger and um, I find I found myself in a very angry state you know hurt sad depressed angry just very angry so yeah I've just been dealing with that and um, but with the with with prayer of course it's it gets easier to deal with and um, it still hurts, but God is helping me and God is seeing me through it. Um, it kind of put me back in a space with when my sister passed. Um, she was in a car accident, hit by a drunk driver running from the police. And it was like all those emotions and the depression and everything I felt when my sister passed, I felt myself in that same state with my auntie. And then my other auntie passed five months before we found out about my other auntie. So it's just been a lot of loss in my family lately. And um, all that, you know, it takes a toll on you physically, mentally, emotionally. So um, I've just been trying to get myself back right. So um, I apologize to all my listeners, to everyone that has been with me from the beginning, everyone that has joined. Um, I just, I apologize to you. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to show up still, even in the midst of my pain sometimes. And usually I'm like, okay, I have to be strong and I have to keep pushing, but it was just too much. I just, I didn't want to pretend. I didn't want to push. I just didn't have it in me. And yeah, it, God is good because God is truly helping me. So um, he's giving me the strength to do my next episode. Um, And I know in order to build my audience, I have to be consistent in order to do so. So I'm working. I'm a work in progress. But one thing I said when I did this podcast was I want people to see my journey. I want people to see the journey of how I grew. I want people to see my journey of my struggles. Like, I don't want to hide it. I want people to see it all so that if there's anyone out there like me 
that feel like they're struggling or feel like they can't do it to let them know that you can do it and that if you just keep trying and don't give up and keep moving that you can do it. It's going to be in the moving that God is going to bless you. It's going to be in the moving that God is going to be able to see you through. It's going to be in the moving that God is going to be able to get you to where he wants you to go. My my recommendation is just don't stop. Don't stop. Keep it going. Even if you put it down, pick it back up and keep going. Don't stop running the race. Keep running your race to get to your dreams and your goals. Um, and then I also found out that my divorce is final. So before I get into that, um, have you guys subscribed? Have you guys liked the podcast? Have you guys shared the podcast? Have you guys done all those things to get the podcast to grow or to get the podcast out there more or just to help someone, someone that, you know, may be dealing with grief or someone, you know, that may be dealing with anger or just any, anyone that you know that can benefit from this podcast, go ahead and share it. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and check out the website. I would love to message. I mean, to message you guys and to talk to you guys, um, there's anybody out there dealing with grief right now you know I would love some insight on how you're dealing with it and how the things that you're doing to help you deal with the grief and to still keep moving day by day um so now that that's that's out the way let's get into the episode so this episode I'm gonna title it farewell and it's farewell to the girl that I used to know. When I was married, um, when I got married, in my the person that I was is not the person that I am now. Y'all gonna hear my car start up, but it's okay. So when I got married, I got married at 20, 27, I believe. Um, I'm 36 now. Got married at 27. Yeah, I'm not scared to, sh- to tell my age. Um, so when I got married, the person and the woman that I used to be, not that woman anymore. So I'm I'm titling this episode "Farewell to That Girl," and also "Farewell to My Marriage Too." You know, because a divorce is the end of something. It's the end of a marriage. It's like you're, you know, mourning the marriage. It's the end of something. So it's farewell to my marriage also. Farewell to the girl that I used to know. Um, but what this, what that girl has taught me, she has taught me how to be a better me. She has taught me how to keep going. She has taught me how to purse, how to, I can't say the word right now, purse. She has taught me perseverance through difficult things, through difficult trials. And I don't all the time still get it right, but I am so much stronger than what I used to be. I am so much better than what I used to be. The things that I went through, the things that I experienced while being married have taught me so much. And honestly, y'all, it really has taught me what marriage is. I say to people, I was more prepared. I'm more prepared now to be married than I was when I was married. Uh, So like when I got married, I didn't realize 
what marriage was fully. And I think I talked about this on previous episodes, but I had an idea of what marriage was, but I didn't know fully what marriage was. You know, I didn't see marriage um, model in front of me. My mom was a single single parent, so I didn't see marriage being model in front of me. So I just had my idea of what marriage was. OK, you do your part cook, clean, take care of the kids, make sure your husband is sexually satisfied, you know, and you will be good. Everything will be okay. Right. Um, and that was it. I didn't really realize what it takes outside of that, as far as being there spiritually, mentally, and physically in some, in, in an aspect too, for your partner. And it's like, when I got married, having to learn all that stuff while I was in the process was was difficult. But now I truly know what it means to cover your husband. I truly know what it means to um, cover him in all aspects, how to pray for your husband. Because in a society that we live in, with all the stuff that's going on, especially how our black men are targeted, they need us to be their safe space. They need us to be their support system. And we need that too from them, vice versa. It's not just one-sided, but I'm just talking about me right now and what I learned. So I'm talking about from a wife's perspective right now. Um, they need to feel safe. When they come home, they need to know that we got their back. We got their back. We're there for them and that they can talk to us. They can come to us, share their their emotions, their feelings. They can be vulnerable with us. Sometimes for men, it's not easy being vulnerable. Not even for women, but for men, I think it's harder for them to be vulnerable because they look at it as being weak because society has told them that don't cry, don't, you know, don't be weak, be tough, don't don't show no emotion, don't do this. You know, you got to be strong, you got to be bought, you got to be this and you got to be that. And for me, I feel like a man that can be vulnerable is a strong man. A man that can show weakness is a strong man. You know, I'm not saying I believe it's a time and place to do it. And you have to use wisdom because of the society that we're in. But when it's your spouse, your wife, when you can show vulnerability to your wife, when you can show emotion with your wife but the wife has to create that safe space for that man they have to have that trust that they are vulnerable that we're not going to use it against them that we're not going to turn it around because one thing I know I did and it wasn't right I'm not perfect that's why I said I know it wasn't right I used to when when we were arguing I used to hit below the belt say things that I know that would bruise his ego and tear him down. And that wasn't right. As his spouse, I should have been his safe place. I was supposed to be the one to never use that as uh, ammunition against him. So that's one thing I learned. You know, marriage really taught me about myself, too. It really showed me who I was. Like, whoa, sis, you need to work on some stuff because you are ugly in that area. One thing marriage is, it's a mirror. It's a mirror to see yourself, not the other person. It's easy to deflect and put it on the other person. And that's what the enemy wants us to do. But really, marriage shows you yourself. It shows you 
really who you are. And honestly, y'all, I ain't like it. I didn't like it. So I tell myself, when I get married again, I will never use that. I will never use my husband's vulnerabilities against him or his his soft spots against him in the midst of a disagreement that I'm going to even disagree a lot different than I did when I was married. I believe that disagreements should still be handled respectfully. You're not going to always agree. You're going to have your, your differences. You're going to have your heated discussions, but the respect should always be there. Um, and it's the way to do it to where each person is heard. And I'm also going to be someone who listens and not just talk. I feel like most of the time we don't listen. We're just listening in order to come back with a defense or we're listening in order to come back with a response. That's that's um, to defend ourselves, but we're not actively listening to what our partner or the person is saying. So I learned how to even disagree um, or to have a conversation, you know, better so that both parties are being heard and both parties will walk away feeling like they've been heard and that the other person cares. Um, you know, I've learned how to even be more empathetic to what someone is going through. Cause sometimes we make it just about us and it's not just about us. Like I said, that man is going out in the workforce where both you're going out in the workforce too. Don't get me wrong. Men and women, some in the society, cause things are so high, you know, both parties have to work sometimes. So you guys are both going out in the workforce. So, you're dealing with stuff, you're dealing with people, you're dealing with issues and just your own internal issues. So when you come home to your spouse, we have to remember that your spouse is not your enemy. And sometimes for me, that was hard to realize, like he's not my enemy. I, I, I made him my enemy, but he wasn't my enemy. At the end of the day, me and him was a team. Like your spouse is your teammate. You guys are not enemies. You guys are not working against each other. You guys should be working together for a common goal, working together for your purpose. You guys should be working together towards your purpose. You guys are partners in doing life. You guys are doing life together. So you guys are partners. You're not enemies. And when we get home, when you get home to your spouse or whatever, you know, you have to learn how to leave all that stuff that you've dealt with outside. Because sometimes it could be, you got mad, something happened at work or your your day at work wasn't good and then you come home and take it out on your spouse or you take it out on whoever, but it wasn't your spouse. So we have to remember to leave all that out the door. So that's another thing I learned. Don't let the outside influences that you deal with influence your home and in your home and your relationship with your partner. Um, another thing too I learned was to keep your business to yourself Everyone doesn't need to know your business when you're like in a relationship or married. Don't let everybody know your business. It's not their business. You know, um, keep what happens inside of your home, your home, your family and stuff. Don't tell your family everything because you you guys fall out. You go tell your family then you make up and they're looking at your family. They're looking at your husband or your wife sideways. They're looking at them sideways because of what have happened. So I've learned to keep. What happens between me and my spouse, between me and my spouse, it's nobody business. And how we decide to work out things that come is between us. 
don't, you know, I'm not saying, so you guys are making a, a big decision, right? And I'm not saying don't talk to, you know, people that you trust, because I believe that every marriage couple should have accountability partners, you know, people that you really trust, people that you can get advice from, people that you should talk to, that you can talk to, but people that you know have your best interests, people that are successful at marriage, people that can give you sound wisdom and advice. I believe that and that can hold you accountable. I believe that every marriage couple should have that for sure. You know, um, but let the decision that you and your husband make be the decision that you guys make because it's it's you and your husband, you know. So and I believe that God will place the right people in your life to be accountability partners, to give you wisdom, to give you advice, to help you navigate through situations or navigate through things that are successful at marriage. I believe that is definitely a must. And and my, I didn't have that when I was married. And when I get married again, I'm definitely going to have that. I definitely want to have that, me and my husband. We To have that accountability partners, that circle that we know that we can trust and will give us sound advice, good advice, and hold us accountable. Um, another thing I've learned to really submit, and I know some women don't like to submit. They have a problem with submitting and to each his own. But for me, I've learned that I wasn't really submissive. Like, I was, like, the type of person, like, you ain't my daddy. You ain't going to tell me what to do. Like, you know, depending on how you came at me, it's like, hold on now. You ain't my daddy. I'm not one of the kids who you talk to. No, I'm grown just like you. I go to work just like you, blah, blah, blah. So, and honestly, like, I kind of had a problem with submitting fully. I thought I didn't, but I did when I thought about it. It was like, yeah, you know, you didn't, you didn't want to submit. You didn't really submit and. I've learned how to be submissive when you're married. Like, your husband is your head. And if you can't submit to the person you're married to, then, you know, before y'all even get married, you guys probably shouldn't get married. Because if you can't submit to that person, if you can't make him the head, because he is the head, the man is the marriage, is God, then the man, then the woman. So if he... If you don't feel comfortable with him being ahead of your life, if you don't feel comfortable with submitting to him, with letting him be that the man and be the head, then maybe, you know, you guys shouldn't get married. So I've really learned what it means to submit to your husband. And it doesn't mean if they're doing good, if they're doing bad, if you're mad, if you're happy, if you're doing right, then I'm going to submit. If I'm happy, then I'm going to submit. That's not submitting. Submitting is submitting at all times. So um, especially if the man is, if a man is taking care of you and doing what he's supposed to do and all of that, then what's, I don't see why it's hard to submit to that man. So for me, and I'm talking about me, nobody else. Um, I really learned what it means to be submissive. And I saw that I wasn't submissive. Like I should have been, you know, and being married and I was my husband. Um, so I've learned so much since the time I've been single and just by myself and God has really just been showing me who I am and um, things that I could do better, that I need to do better. My next next time I get married and just showing me things about myself, you know, what I like and what I don't like, what I want and what I don't want. And, you know, I'm able to say, no, I don't want that. I'm able to walk away from things, you know, before I was just like, well, this is it, you know. 
this person likes me or whatever. Like, I'm not going to get any better than, you know, it just, I had low self-esteem. I had low expectations for myself and just being married and like going through the whole process of the divorce and all, it really showed me who I was and what I'm capable of and like what I have inside of me. It showed me that, no, I, I, I am worth it. I am worthy. Um, my self-esteem definitely has come up. Like I'm confident and I deserve better. You know, I don't, I don't think I deserve the least or I just deserve anything. I know that I deserve better. I know that I deserve someone who treat me like a king. And I mean, someone who treat me like a queen, 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 someone who would treat me like a queen. And I'm going to treat him like a king because he's going to be my king and I'm going to be his queen. And I know now that I'm deserving of that. I know that I'm worthy of that and that. It's nothing wrong with me. I used to think something was wrong with me. Like, but now I know that it's nothing wrong with me, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Like we say on this podcast, it's nothing wrong with me. I am a great catch. I'm going to be a great wife. I can be a great wife and that whoever I end up with is going to be blessed to have me and I'm going to be blessed to have um, him. You know, so um, I'm going to wrap this episode up. But before I say this last thing I was going to say, um, do it afraid. You know, I went back and I was like, man, I haven't did an episode in so long. And, you know, I don't even know if people are going to listen to this episode, but do it afraid. If you're having thoughts like that, I want you to do it. And I want you to do it afraid. So many times we let stuff stop us and hold us back because we're afraid. Those thoughts, just like the thoughts I had in my head, those thoughts in our head, they come and they paralyze us and they stop us from reaching our goals. Even if you're afraid, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Don't not do it. Do it afraid. And whatever the outcome is, don't worry about the outcome. Just do it. So... I had to say that, and I'm about to say this last thing, and then I'm going to end the podcast. So if I had to say anything to the girl that I used to be, if I had to say anything to the little girl or the teenager, this is what I would say. I would say, Tania, you are worthy. You are worth it. You're going to go through some things that's going to hurt you. They may even almost break you but you're not going to break. You're strong. You're confident. You're beautiful. You're a prize. And the things that you're going to go through, they're not going to break you. Even if you feel like you're going to break, you're not going to break. They're going to make you who you are. They're going to make you the woman that you are going to be. They're going to make you a confident, strong woman that knows her worth and don't stop moving. Keep pressing towards your goals. Keep pressing towards your dreams. Whatever you do, never give up. That there's a warrior inside of you. There's a warrior inside of you. You have purpose in you. Your purpose will be birthed. That you are special to God that God loves you, 
You are fearfully and wonderfully made. No matter what anyone says, no matter what the enemy says, he's a lie because you are worth it. You are worth it. You are worth pursuing your dreams. You are worth pursuing your goals. And everything that you desire, everything that you dream of, everything that you want, as long as you stay with God, God is going to do it for you. So hold your head up. Keep your head up, queen. Walk like the queen that you are with boldness and confident, knowing that you got this. Don't be scared to go for whatever you want to do. And even if you are scared, do it anyway, because God is going to see you through. God is going to get you through it and you will be successful. So that's what I would say to the little girl. That's what I would say to the little girl, Tania, if I had a chance to talk to my old, to my old self. So do me a favor. Share with me what you would say to yourself. If you had a chance to go back to talk to you, the little girl you, what would you tell her? What would you tell her? So I'm going to end this episode. Remember what we say on this podcast. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that the beauty is in the eye of the beholder and the beholder is God. So you guys stay encouraged. Keep moving. Keep pushing forward. Whatever you do. Don't give up and don't stop. And I'll talk to you guys soon.